Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This week on Hometown Ghost Stories, Yellowstone National Park is one of the most well-known parks in the country. Its beauty, wildlife, and geysers attract people from all over to visit and see its natural wonders. What many of these people don't expect is to come into contact with something a bit more on the darker side. Disappearances, animal attacks, murder, and even more unexplained happenings occur frequently at the park. Multiple paranormal encounters have occurred at the Old Faithful Inn, including a ghostly bride. Join us as we cover the history and the hauntings of Yellowstone National Park. Danny and his wife Sue stared at the sunset behind Old Faithful as the geyser erupted, stopping in between to take photos. The couple ventured to the park on many occasions. They had picked up photography as a hobby, and Yellowstone was one of their favorite places to travel to and get pictures of the animals and overall beauty of the entire place. As the geyser stopped spurting, Danny turned to his wife and said, We should go back to the room. We've got an early flight to catch tomorrow. And the couple headed back to their hotel. This was their first time staying at the old Faithful Inn, and they had practically spent the entire first day exploring the old log building, trying to shoot every inch of it. As they spent more time in the old hotel, though, Danny had felt more and more uneasy. But not wanting to scare his wife, he had kept it to himself. After a great dinner and packing up their belongings to head out in the morning, the couple called it an early night. They were staying in one of the older rooms to get the full vintage experience, which was great, but it did leave one small problem, a shared bathroom. Danny woke up and looked at his watch, 12.33 a.m. 
He rubbed his eyes and slipped out of bed. He moved slowly to the door and slipped out as quietly as possible to try and not wake his wife. As he headed down the hallway, the uneasy feeling began to hit him harder than it had before. He tried to shake it off, but couldn't. As he groggily stumbled down the hall, he began to hear someone slowly come up the staircase. He didn't think much of it at first, but then realized just how slowly they were moving. He walked past, but didn't look down, just wanting to use the restroom and get back to bed. But the slow steps continued, and he heard them getting further up the staircase. He stopped. What if this was someone that needed help up the stairs, he thought. So he headed back to take a look. They had made it about halfway up at this point. As Danny approached the stairs and took a quick look, his eyes shot open in complete terror. He stumbled backwards and hit the hallway wall hard, falling to a sitting position. He stared at the being walking up the staircase. A slightly transparent woman was walking up, wearing a wedding dress. That was already alarming enough. However, the woman's head was missing from her shoulders as well, and she was carrying it in her hands, waist high. Danny was stuck in a trance, staring into the dark black eyes as the woman slowly continued walking towards him from the steps. I'm Rob Coakley, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories, Yellowstone National Park, Wyoming. Yellowstone National Park was established on March 1, 1872, after President Ulysses S. Grant signed the Yellowstone National Park Protection Act. The park itself is 3,468 square miles and is comprised of lakes, canyons, rivers, and mountain ranges. The park itself is also home to over half of the world's geysers. Although the park was established in 1872, Native Americans had lived on the land for over 11,000 years, and the ghost stories predate the park itself. The first documented haunting happened shortly after a robbery in 1870. A group of men set out to explore the lower falls of Yellowstone and see if they could find gold. While sleeping one night, the men's horses were stolen by a group of natives to the land. The men pursued their horses and chased them to the water. The horse thieves tried to cross the water on a raft with the horses swimming beside. The horses would stop and turn back, and the men on the raft would be swept over the falls and killed. Since that day in 1870, visitors of the area have reported hearing whispers and seeing shadow people out on the water. There have also been reports of the water near the falls occasionally turning red, as if it was stained by the blood of those who went crashing over the falls. In the 1870s, John F. Yancey came to Yellowstone and built a hotel. The location is in current-day Pleasant Valley, but at the time, it was referred to as Yancey's Hole. Yancey was referred to as a quirky old-time pioneer who was at one point a gold prospector 
and also a Civil War vet. He would become sort of a local celebrity in the area as he had plenty of tall tales that entertained guests and would even show them the best fishing spots in the area. On April 24, 1903, a 77-year-old Yancey would travel to Montana to witness the dedication of the Roosevelt Arch to Teddy Roosevelt. Yancey even got to meet the president during the ceremony. However, during the event, Yancey would catch pneumonia and die several weeks later. Years later, the Roosevelt Lodge would be constructed near where Yancey's old hotel stood, and there have been reports of him haunting the location since the beginning. Tin cups are known to frequently bang on the walls of the staff quarters at 3 a.m. Objects disappearing is another frequent occurrence, often showing back up in places that make no sense for them to be in. One of the more unsettling hauntings, though, is with the horses. His ghost has been reported to unsaddle horses of pretty girls towards the end of a long day's ride. The Fountain Hotel used to stand in the park and was home to one of the biggest mysteries to take place within Yellowstone. On the night of July 30th, 1900, Leroy R. Piper, a 36-year-old man from Ohio, quote, ate his dinner, bought a cigar in the hotel lobby, and stepped out into the night where he vanished utterly, end quote, as told by historian Aubrey Haynes. The search went on for months, but Leroy was never found. Multiple theories of what happened to him would come out in newspapers, including bear maulings, his mind becoming, quote, unbalanced and wandering away, end quote, and being murdered for the money on him. But Lee Whitlessly, a park historian, has a different theory of what happened. Quote, I believe he walked out into the night and inadvertently stumbled into one of the many hot springs that were located nearby. People who fall into hot springs disintegrate, and there is often no recovery of them. End quote. People have witnessed the apparition of a man near where the hotel used to stand, as well as the nearby hot springs. Other visitors and park employees have even reported hearing the screams of a man near the springs at night, and when investigated, no one is there. The most haunted of all the hotels within Yellowstone is the Old Faithful Inn. Guests and workers alike have experienced many different types of hauntings within the largest log structure in the world. There is believed to be many mischievous ghosts that move objects throughout the hotel. Several different people have even reported seeing a fire extinguisher lift off its holder, rotate 90 degrees, and be set back down facing the other direction. There are even more slightly unsettling stories in the hotel as well. One night, in room two, a woman woke up terrified in her room. She frantically started grabbing and shaking her husband, asking him if he could see what she was seeing. As the husband looked up, he saw a woman in late 1800s garb floating at the end of the bed. The couple didn't sleep for the remainder of the night, and as soon as the morning staff came in, they rushed down to the activities agent to tell her about their account. At the end of telling the tale, he showed the director the gash marks in his shoulder from his wife desperately trying to wake him up. No one knows who this ghost could be, but perhaps it's the ghost of Maddie Culver, 
who died during childbirth in 1889 at the Firehole Hotel. The Firehole Hotel no longer stands, but was located a few miles away from where the Old Faithful Inn now sits. Upon her death, the hotel grounds were too frozen to bury her body, so instead she was placed in two pickle barrels and buried in a snowdrift until spring. Her grave today is located very closely to Maiden's Grave Spring. It is believed she wanders and haunts the geyser basin, and perhaps makes stops into the Old Faithful Inn. Or was it the most famous ghost of the Old Faithful Inn, the Headless Bride? In 1915, the daughter of a wealthy shipping company turned down her arranged marriage and decided to marry one of the family's much older servants. The father, distraught, threatened to write her out of the will if she went down this path. It didn't stop the woman, and she was determined to marry the man. The father then compromised. He would give them a large sum of money if they were to leave New York forever and never return. The couple would travel to the old faithful inn on their honeymoon. While here, the woman realized she had made a terrible mistake. The man she married had squandered nearly all of their money in under a month through various dubious endeavors. The staff of the hotel heard the couple arguing one night, and then everything went quiet. A while after, the husband was seen storming out of the hotel, never to be heard from again. After a few days of not seeing the woman, a maid entered the room, and what she found made her scream. The woman was in the bathroom covered in blood and missing her head. The police showed up and would find her head hidden in the crow's nest where the band would play on occasion. Since that time, a ghostly apparition of a woman in a wedding dress has been seen headless, walking up and down stairs and throughout the hallways of the hotel. Sometimes she's holding her head in her hands, and sometimes it appears as if the body is searching for her missing head. The next story is more recent, and the full written record can be found on Reddit under the title, The Yellowstone Incident. In 2016, a man accidentally fell into a hot spring, and the acidic water would end up dissolving his body completely. While it's reported as an accident, one of the first responders has come forward with a different story of what happened after watching a video shown to him by the victim's sister. The original call stated that the sister was frantic and rambling, but by the time they had arrived on scene, she was silent with a trance-like stare. Upon calling out to her, she finally snapped out of her trance and told everyone to follow her. She wouldn't answer any questions as she led them to the hot springs, only responding with, he's dead. Any time that someone would ask one. Upon arrival to the pool, what was left of her brother that hadn't already been dissolved was in view. However, when efforts were made to recover what was left of the body, the sister would stop the crew and state that there was something in there that would, quote, kill us all, end quote. Eventually, they got the sister back to a medical facility and began questioning her. She kept saying he was lured to the pool, 
and when everyone kept asking her what she meant, eventually she pulled out her cell phone and played them a video. From here, we'll call the brother and sister John and Jane to protect the family names. Jane in the video. John, what are you looking at? What is your deal? We're going the other way. Let's go. Seriously, dude, come on. At this point, John on camera cocks his head to the side. And then he says, Do you hear that? Hear what? Responded Jane. She's singing. Who's singing? At this point, John began to walk off the trail. Jane begins to ask and then plead for her brother to come back. Jane focuses the camera on John, who is standing at the edge of the thermal pool. As he stands there, he's holding eye contact with a figure that is in the center of the pool, unnaturally suspended a few inches above the water. The figure appears to be female, nearly four feet tall, completely nude with white shoulder-length hair. The figure carries no pigmentation and appears nearly translucent. The figure's mouth is partially open as it emanates a low hum. Jane is then heard screaming, John, get the hell away from that thing. To which John responds, can you hear it? Jane says, John, please, let's go. I'm scared. We can't go. I have to hear it. John, get away from it, please. At this point, the figure outstretches its thin arms in John's direction. John, she's going to show me. Jane, please, John, let's go. There's, there's something wrong with that thing. John said, she's going to show me where the sound comes from. At this point, John drops into the acidic pool and begins thrashing about and screaming in pain. Jane still has the camera fixed on her brother and the figure as she's heard screaming and crying. The video then shows the figure turn its head before disintegrating into a formless liquid that rains down lifelessly back into the pool. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hometown Ghost Stories, episode 89. I know what you're thinking. Last week, I told you it was episode 89, but I was wrong. <laughs> this is episode 89. That was episode 88. I'm Jesse Wilkins. I'm joined by Rob Coakley. Hello, Rob. What's going on, everybody? Uh, not too much. We're also joined by Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello. What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. So Yellowstone National Park and the Old Faithful Inn is what we're covering today. Man, that, that looked cool. I'm almost jealous that you got to cover this one because every video was like ominous with the hot springs and like the mist just rising. Everything just seemed so ghostly. And it was, uh, that was pretty cool. No shortage of videos of Yellowstone, huh? 
Yeah, well, there's definitely no shortage of videos of Yellowstone. It's uh, it's quite plentiful, but terrifying location. It was actually not the only national park I started to look into for this one. So we will be covering more national parks in the future. And you start to think about all the things that can happen in a national park, right? And they all have their own individual things, like the hot springs at Yellowstone is one of the main things that they have that you start looking into reports, people are sticking their hands in to these hot springs and getting third degree burns all the time. Uh, there are two reports, one from the 70s, I believe, and one from just a couple of years ago where people's dogs, unfortunately, this is very sad, but run out to the hot springs and jump in. And then the people jump in after them. So they like third degree burns on them or they pass away because of it. it it's a dangerous place. And that doesn't even bring up all the bear attacks that happen. There was a string of bear attacks at Yellowstone about 10 years ago or a little bit longer ago that happened. Dangerous, dangerous places that are beautiful to explore, but you really got to be careful when you go there. Yeah, it's dangerous. They got bear attacks. They have wolf attacks. It's it's obviously you got to proceed with caution. And then the hot springs. I mean, I I was looking at the video and I'm watching one of them bubble. I'm like, I put my hand in there. You know, I, I, I tested it out, and then you just said that people would get at thirty minutes by being yeah. as dumb as I am. My first instinct was like, yeah, I touch it. I just touch yeah. it. Well, it's not just hot water, right? They're acidic too, aren't they? They're they're also acidic. So, you know, we're gonna get into that last story that I told. But a couple of these stories, the body, like you fall into these things, you're burning, and as you're burning, your body is just like rapidly, like just getting dissolved. And it's if you've ever seen one of those videos of like a spoon getting dunked into acid and it's just melting immediately, your body starts to do that. And if you are lucky enough to get out, sometimes the second and third degree burns aren't the only thing to worry about. Your insides are cooked and you'll pass away a little bit after that because of that situation. Sounds like a horrible way to go. I'd still take that over a bear attack, I think. But you'd think the bear attack would be a little bit faster. I'd prefer neither. (laughs) I was going to say, I was just sitting there trying to figure out which one would actually be better. And it's just like, man, they both sound like they really, really suck. Well, Mm. are the bears, are the bears acidic? That's a good Uh, point. Well, when they eat you they're the, the acidic insides are Mm. dissolving your flesh. So theoretically they are true. Very true. Uh, Very true. Uh, what's up to everyone hanging out in live chat. We got a good chunk of people here. You guys are sticking with us. We have, uh, well, we had a conversation about candy corn, whether or not we liked candy corn. Yeah, we did. And that seemed to tear people. And then the entire chat went on a giant rant about food. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to uh, Papa Squatch who gifted 10 memberships. We appreciate that. If you're looking to be a member, unlock the emotes on YouTube. It's just $1. Uh, you can join up. And you also get this cool little uh, membership badge, which uh, is a ghost that changes colors. I'm excited to see what color is next. Yeah, that's going to be coming up soon. It so. Has- we are going to cover all the stuff that we talked about on the opening portion. But what I'd like to do right now is I have another ghost story that's a little bit longer that I'd like to read. It's from Spooky Yellowstone, a book from called Spooky Yellowstone, and it's called The Drowned Man. Are we ready to do this? Yeah, let's hop into it. All right. My supervisor radioed me just after sunrise on a warm summer morning in 1929 to report another incident aboard the shipwreck E.C. Waters out on Stevenson Island. 
A bunch of drunks were boozing and brawling on the boat last night, he said in a grumpy tone that clearly indicated his lack of morning coffee. I sighed. Again, I had no idea why so many summer visitors flocked to the wreck of the old steamboat on Stevenson Island, which lay partially submerged beside a sandy beach. I want you to head out there and make sure no one got knocked on the head or stranded on the island when the brawl ended. My supervisor continued. Right, boss, I said. I hurried down to the marina and headed out in the boat we used for official business. It was a short ride out to Stevenson Island. I sighed as I drew closer to the creaky old tub listing precariously on the shore. There were empty beer bottles strewn on the beach and floating in the water, always a sign of trespassers. I moored my craft and gathered up as much trash as I could. Then I cautiously ventured into the rickety steamboat. Thankfully, I found no bodies huddled asleep in the bear-soaked wreck, but it was time to check the island. Stevenson's island was 1.3 miles long. I was going to have to check the whole darn thing, just in case some of the drunks had gone exploring last night. With a sigh, I headed out in a basic search pattern. By mid-morning, I was hot, grumpy, tired, and convinced I was on a wild goose chase. There had been no sign of a stranded vacationers, drunk or sober. I headed back towards the sunlit beach, ready to return to the mainland. As I came over a tiny rise, a huge wind struck me hard, making me stagger backwards a few paces in the subtly freezing air. In front of me, I saw the lake churning in great waves while a huge storm cloud massed overhead. I saw something big and bulky floating at the edge of the water. Something man-shaped. My heart leapt into my throat, and I rushed forward. Dear God, someone had fallen from the boat last night and hit his head. My hands felt cold and clammy as I fumbled with a radio at my belt. I had to call this in, but when I spoke into the radio, it only returned static. I dropped to my knees besides the body, noticing that the sodden clothing was old-fashioned, dating from long before 1900. The drowned man looked rather like a fur trapper or explorer from the era when Yellowstone was first discovered. I checked his neck for a pulse. There was no pulse. I turned the body over and stared into a pair of bulging brown eyes on a blue-white face. And then, in between one breath and the next, the body vanished. Suddenly, my hand was gripping empty air instead of an old-fashioned jacket. I reeled backward with a gasp and landed on my rump in the sand. Where had the corpse gone? I glanced frantically over the calm, sparkling waters of the still lake, searching for the body of the drowned man. The warm summer wind caressed my face as my brain registered the change in scenery. What had happened to the approaching storm? Where were the huge windswept swells that had frightened me so much when I came over the rise? I scrambled to my feet and stood hyperventilating with my head with my head between my legs, arms braced on my knees. This couldn't be happening, but I knew it was. Storm, cold wind, and corpse had vanished in a heartbeat. They had been shades of a former time, a former accident. So that was why the man's clothes had been so old-fashioned. Spooked by the incident, I unmoored the official park boat and leapt in, glad to get away from Stevenson Island. Folks said, that yellow, folks said that Lake Yellowstone never gave up its dead. Apparently, neither did the island. I turned my craft and headed back to the mainland, and hopefully, sanity. No more ghosts for me.
So we got a ghost corpse, a ghost mm. storm, and a ghost, what, waves? Yeah, so basically it was almost like he had seen the reenactment of the situation that caused the man to basically drown or like get thrown from a ship or something. So. That's an unusual type of haunting. It's yeah. not the first time I've heard one like that. We get the whole scene where everything else kind of changes. You wonder if it's more of a uh, a whole, I don't know, a delusion, like a mirage maybe. Because mm-hmm. you get, because uh, it's not common that you hear all of those other elements along with the classical haunting. Right. So I just found that one interesting as well. I mean, that's from the 1920s. That's when that was written. So we're talking, we're talking about a location, right? That, yeah, it became a national park, you know, in the 1870s. But if you listen to the opening excerpt that people have lived on this land for over 11,000 years. So I can tell you stories from the last 150 years or so. But what happened on this land over the course of 11,000 years? What is actually haunting this place is the uh, we know some of the stories, but there might be a lot more lurking out there. Right. And there, even outside of the paranormal stuff, there's other like cryptid type stuff that's out in this area too. And you got to wonder about, because there's a super volcano underneath there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of them. We hope that that kind of stays at bay, but there are questions about, things like that, right? Being portals that they just go so deep, like deeper than we could ever imagine. You got to wonder what kind of crazy things have come out of that in the past, as far as the paranormal goes, uh, if not just magma. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's erupted before, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think any time recently, if I recall, uh, but it has erupted on multiple occasions throughout history. Right. So that's, you know, a ton of energy right there, just mm-hmm. all concentrated in one place. So it's uh, places like this I find fascinating. And this is one of them because there are just so many crazy things that happen here that are just outside the paranormal. Somebody in chat earlier brought up the uh, the 411, um, the missing 411 cases. And that was, was basically, if I recall, it was a series of books that go over all of the missing like the unusual missing persons cases in national parks and a ton of them were in yellowstone well obviously we don't have time to get into all of them but they're definitely worth checking out this book series is pretty crazy i I know i've read one of them probably about 10 years ago but some of the stuff and it's not just regular missing persons thing it's like bizarre missing persons things cases that are because there are so many there's like thousands of missing cases cases missing persons cases throughout national parks all across the country but yeah. these books cover like just the bizarre ones and they're definitely very bizarre. Some of them. Yeah. When we get into, um, God, why is the park name escaping me now? The one in California, the other big national park there. Yosemite. Yosemite. When we cover Yosemite, we'll definitely have to dive into some of the missing person cases there. Cause that was some of the stuff I was looking into earlier in the week when I was looking into that park, but I wanted to start with Yellowstone cause I wanted to hit Wyoming. We hadn't really, we haven't done anything in Wyoming yet. So, right. And this park takes up 96%. 96% of it is in the state of Wyoming. Right. It spills over into Montana and Idaho, too, I think. Right. It's 3% Montana and 1% Idaho. And uh, there is actually a 
we're not going to get into this fully, but somebody researching laws discovered that it's like called the death zone or something like that. And basically there is a portion, the portion that is in Idaho, you theoretically are supposed to be able to murder somebody there and get away from it, get away with it. And the gist, the basic gist behind this is there, it has to be a state law. Like the state has to, has to prosecute you, but nobody lives in this portion of Idaho. So theoretically there's nobody that can be a jury. So theoretically you were never going to be able to get tried. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I was going to say, I bet they find a way around that. <laughs> so I did look into it. There was a poaching case in Montana, which on the Mar Montana portion, which is kind of almost similar to the Idaho portion. And they were just like, yeah, we're just going to try them in Wyoming. We don't care. So that's so like yeah. if they're going to try a poacher. I guarantee you they're going to try somebody that murders somebody. So yeah. like yeah. theoretically, yes, but I don't think you're ever going to win on that. When, when was the poaching case though? Um, it was in the last 20 years, I believe. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because if, if it was in the 1800s, I actually think they took poaching more serious than they took murder, depending on who you are back then. Yeah. I mean, we could try it out, Dave. I can go with you to this portion of Idaho and we can, uh, fight, to you the know, death. fight to the death and see, yeah. see what happens there. I'm in. All right, let's do it. But yeah, so there's just a lot of interesting, different things with Yellowstone and this, this episode was like, not that we haven't done multiple stories on, from a location, but there was a lot of short stories here, right? Like a lot of like, and, and that's how I kind of had to do the episode was like, there's so much here. We have to cover a lot of these. And we were able to get like four or five different tales that are just like super creepy. The, the Yellowstone incident one, the very last story was one of the creepiest things I've ever read. And I fully like think, if you were scared or found that story interesting, you should type in the Yellowstone incident Reddit and go read the full story because it is, it's terrifying. Like just, and that happened seven years ago, right? Like it's very, very recent. That is recent. It sounds like a siren, right? Yeah. So it sounds like a siren, but if you go into the comments of um, the Reddit post, someone wrote, Native American hair, and I'm from Wyoming. That thing is called a water baby in quotations. So I'm guessing that's like the translation of whatever the Native Americans call it. It's, and they say that it's similar to a siren with the basic MO of luring people to their untimely demise. We also have tribes of little people living in these mountain myth, legends, and stories of such things. So I did look into water babies and it doesn't fully fit, but it does fit a lot of what happened in this story. So really creepy, like ghostly, like apparition that's luring people to their death. And I don't want to reveal the name of the guy, but if you look up the story, you'll find it. You can find the CNN and all the different news reports on this. And a couple of them do mention that there's a video but you cannot find the video anywhere. So the video has been like sealed. You can't watch it, but it has been mentioned in news reports where they're like uh, the police or the FBI or whoever have said that there's a video, but there is no video to find to watch. So interesting. 
Yeah. So what doesn't fit about a water baby versus a siren? Because it seems to hit all of the bullet points for a siren, right? It's a female apparition that sings and it lures men or seems to lure men specifically because it lured the guy and not the girl. Right. And this might be one of those things where we talk about like um, ghosts over different cultures, right? Like throughout history, we see ghosts and Japanese culture, English culture. They never talk to each other, but they both see it, you know, dragons, whatever. Maybe sirens are another form of like a ghost-like apparition that just have different names throughout different cultures. So maybe it is the exact same thing. It could be. But, yeah. we, we just covered, um, we dropped another history of ghosts this week for patron members. And this time we covered the Revenant. And the Revenant is another one that was seen and reported on through all different cultures, but they had different names for it. And it was basically like a zombie-like thing, but it had like a little bit varying traits in each culture, but it was clearly the same thing. So it could be another one of those. It seems like with every kind of ghost that you have, there seems to be different variations depending on where in the world they're popping up. Yeah. So I, I just think that maybe the the Native American culture also has sirens. This is what they called them. And we're seeing that situation here. And then it, it makes you wonder, like, does that connect to the other case that we talked about with, um, oh God, what was his name? R.L. something. I forget off the top of my head, but it's the guy that, you know, was in the hotel. He ate dinner, bought a cigar, stepped outside, and then he was never seen again. Um, and they don't really know where he went to. Like, did he, one of the, one of the theories was that he got attacked by a bear, but I don't find that to be like plausible. We're going to see remnants of a bear attack, right? Like we're going to yeah. see some sort yeah. of situation where there was actually a bear attack. Was this so, at the old faithful? It was not at the old faithful Inn. it was at one of the hotels that no longer stands there. Okay. Um, could have, but, a, could he have fallen into a geyser? But that was the other thing. They thought he thought fell into the geyser. But if we're having these entities that are luring people, we, do we think this is a one-off? Do we think that maybe he got lured? We'll never know. Fair. Right? So this is a potential reoccurring thing. Anyone that goes into the water, the only the reason why we know about this one is, A, a first responder reported it, and B, there is actually supposedly a video of it right right so could it be happening more than once is what we don't know could the story be complete bullshit and someone saw an opportunity to make a story up around a tragic event also a possibility right, right. but it just seems like if he's making this up which i'm saying is totally a possibility he did a damn good job because he's taking facts of the case with the video and everything else. And this was posted right around the time it happened. So I don't know. It felt really just, just the level of detail just felt really like on point for, for, for just a Reddit post. Right. And Reddit and stuff has been like leaked and found on Reddit to be true before. Like this wouldn't be the first Reddit, situation to yeah it, de it depends on the forum so i don't know what forum you got it off of but if you're on a fictional ghost story forum then you have to assume it's most likely fiction although they people do share their own true ghost stories on yeah. on the ghost story ones the fictional ones too but if it's uh like a like a 
crime scene or like a true crime forum, then, you know, it's a lot more likely that it is. Yeah, it was on the no sleep portion, which is one of those ones where they do both, right? They tell their own ghost stories and they also tell fictional ones. Um, the guy that I was thinking of is L.R. Piper. That was the story from the video. L.R. Piper was the man that went missing and they had so, all these theories. So not R, not R.L. Stein. Not R.L. Stein. <laughs> All right. But L.R. Piper. Uh, L. Leroy L. L. Piper. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He, he's the one that went missing, and they think that maybe he went into a geyser. Just so many different things like they're like, oh, maybe he lost his mind and wandered away. I think more likely he fell into one of the geysers and dissolved. It just fits. He was never seen again, although there was reports of his him being seen in Florida and stuff. And you hear this all the time with these missing cases things where people are just like, yeah, I saw that guy in Florida. It's like, no, you didn't. Who are you to say that you saw this guy in Florida? Like, especially in 1890. Come on. You saw one picture in a newspaper. Everybody looked the same. Everybody was 75 years old in 1890. Did he have a mustache? (laughs) (laughs) Did he have a pair of glasses and like, you know, the mustache and a hat on? Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's all the same guy. What are we doing here? Exactly. Yeah. So those are two of the stories. And then I guess we got to get into the Old Faithful Inn, which if you are listening, I highly suggest just going and at least looking up a video tour of the place or looking up pictures of it because it is a, it is a very cool looking building. It's like the log, the largest log structured building in the world. And it, it looks like a, a badass hotel, to be honest with you. Doesn't it? It looks super cool. Yeah, looks the only thing I don't like is like the shared bathroom thing for some of the rooms. Like that's not my cup of tea. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. But if you look at it, they have this like it, it, in like the, I don't even know what you would call it, but uh, in inside they have like these cabins that go like up towards the roof. Mm -hmm. where it's like basically you just climb like these flights of stairs and you end up at your cabin, which is basically like floating above the hotel. It's pretty cool looking for sure. It's awesome. I I definitely do want to stay there in the rooms that have um, their own bathrooms, preferably with a bidet. Ah, yes. But of course we have standards now. I I, I live, I live the life (laughs) of luxury now. (laughs) The life tip for everybody. If you have $50, to spare buy yourselves a bidet you will not regret it it is the most amazing thing in the world life hacks we, with rob <laughs> yeah we can move on from that um <laughs> i like my asshole clean jesse <laughs> did you address the story um i know we talked about the headless bride ghost did you address the fact that staff like the, there was one guy who came out and basically said like yeah i made up that story like 10 years ago so this is what I wanted to get into in the discussion portion because I, I had to leave this story in and I had to tell it because this is like the most famous ghost story at Yellowstone. But I think it's bullshit. 
for sure. Like, because there is the guy that said that he made it up, right? Mm -hmm. So strike one. Strike two is nothing adds up. It's a rich shipping merchant's daughter. So we should know the name of a rich shipping merchant's daughter. We should have actual document documented proof of this guy, his daughter. There's no newspaper story. There's no reason to cover this story up, right? There would be newspaper clippings on this as well. Like, like, like none of this adds up. We would know a lot more facts about it, about who it was and all this other stuff. Unfortunately, it's a great story. It's very terrifying. And there are female ghosts with period clothing that have been seen in the hotel that are separate. But this one particular story I do think is bullshit. Yeah, this ain't one of them. I mean, like obviously the driving factor is somebody admitting that they made up the story. He said that basically you could do it just to... He wanted to create that kind of, I don't know, he just wanted to make up the story, I guess. So, Well, he, what I read was a reporter had came and was like interviewing him about the place. And then she was like, is it haunted? And he's like, oh, not really. There's a few things that happen here and there. And she's like, do you have any stories? And he's like, yeah, here's a story. And he like made up the whole thing. And then she goes, what year did it happen? And he goes, put whatever year you want. I just made that up. <laughs> so oh. so he, he admitted it the second he told it. Yeah, basically, because she I guess she was like pestering him about it. Like if if that's the story he made up, kudos to him because it's actually like a really good good story, but literally nothing adds up on it. Like mm. just nothing adds up just based on and we talk about records like record keeping was bad and all that stuff and stuff got covered up, but it doesn't make sense in the context of this particular story, right? Yeah, I mean, at the same time, it's an extreme haunt anyways. And we've kind of mentioned these from time to time where it's like when you see something so specific, I mean, that's that's what I would call like an extreme haunt, like a bride climbing the stairs, holding her head. It's something you'd see in a haunted house, you know, like, mm -hmm. a, you know, somewhere around Halloween. It's just so extreme. So it, that coupled with the fact that this guy basically was like, no, I made that up. That makes me think that this one's probably fake. It doesn't mean the hotel isn't haunted. And no, if there's, there's other, if there's other things other happening, then, then I believe the other ones for sure. And um, well, but, every once in a while, we get one of these stories where a ghost story comes up, and then somebody says, "I just made it up." And a lot of times, that obviously is like strike one against it. But also, a lot of times, there's a reason for this person to say it was made up. Sometimes it's that they were jealous that the story got so big, and they're not getting credit for it. Um, mm -hmm. And then other reasons of you know that nature. But this one, it just there, it there doesn't seem to be that, you know, that other side of the story. It just seems kind of like this dude just made up the story. Yeah, Tyler was mentioning the Lake Hotel. You need to stay there. Uh, she said very haunted, and I've seen one of the apparitions. I would love to know which one you're talking about. I I googled it. I saw one that was in like uh, Oregon, but I I'm not entirely sure if that's the same one that you're talking about. It seems like it might be a relatively common one. Is that one also? I think there is a lake. I think there's a lake hotel in Yellowstone, if I remember reading right. Again, there's so many ghost stories here that there might even be potential for a part two on Yellowstone. It would be a ways down the road because there's other stuff to get to. But yeah, there's a lot of hotels here. There's a lot of hotels that no longer exist. And sticking with the old faithful inn, I want everybody right now to stop what they're doing. And I want them to try to say fire hole hotel five times fast. 
because God was that part hard to record for this episode. <laughs> and the Firehole Hotel was... You did it. You're two for two right now. I know, but I'm, it's so, I'm so scared every time I say it. Every time <laughs> I say it, I'm so scared that I'm just going to just butcher it. But it was really close to where the Old Faithful Inn is now. And we talk about the woman who died during childbirth. She was put in the pickle barrels and buried just in a snowbank. And it was Maddie Colbert. <laughs> come up with the craziest ways to preserve dead bodies back then. Why do we have several instances of people being pickled on this show? <laughs> just happened. This is the actual first time it was somebody getting pickled. The last time it was just a brine. This is actual like, pickling juice. <laughs> well, the, there has been a woman ghost that's not the bride that has been spotted in this hotel, the Old Faithful Inn. And they think it might be Maddie Culver because her apparition has been seen wandering like the the ridgeline of the of the geysers or something like in the area so who's to say she's not wandering into the old into the old faithful inn as well since the hotel that she used to um stay in is no longer there so there that is a possibility for her because there's that the famous story is of room two the couple that was sleeping and they both woke up to see the apparition of the woman again, not a headless apparition, not a, not a ghost bride, but a apparition of a woman in period clothing standing over their bed, staring at them. Mm, that's creepy. That sounds like a ghost story you once experienced Jesse. Yeah, it does. And it's, uh, it's different. Like, like Rob said, this isn't the headless ghost. So it's like, as soon as you hear that this story might be fake, you want to dismiss all the sightings of this woman in a wedding dress at this hotel. Well, unless it's the headless bride, then you can't really dismiss it. It could just be another haunting. We've talked about hotels so many times on this show and just yep. the amount of people that have come over, especially one that's been open as long as this one has. So uh, it could be anything. Yeah. And again, and a headless 11... bride. Sorry. I was going to say a headless bride apparition. Couldn't that just be like a regular bride who hasn't finished like ghost buffering, like hasn't drawn all the energy that it needs. Yeah, yet she's still completely... got that deep internet. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps um there's a couple other interesting haunts that have happened here like you get your normal haunts here as well but one of them is there was like a the chief fire inspector had come to the hotel and this had been seen a couple times he's walking down the hallway he's checking all the fire extinguishers and he literally watched one levitate turn 90 or 180 degrees and then sit back down on its holder facing the other direction. And he's not the first person that had seen that. There's there's a couple different reports of this happening. That's so freaky. Yeah, it's a very interesting, different one. It's like they think that it's a former worker that like plays tricks on people within the hotel. But who knows? There mm -hmm. again, we, we have no other. It's one of those ones where it's like, it's probably haunted. It's more believable than the ghost bride because it's a hotel. So many different people could be haunted in this place for so many different reasons. Workers that were, that worked there for a long time, people that stayed there for a vacation because it's just clearly a vacation spot. It's not like you're like, oh, I need somewhere to stay for a few days. Let me go to the old faithful inn, right? Like you're going there for vacation. You're going there to have a good time. So. So Mallory does confirm that the Lake Hotel is in Yellowstone. And she said uh -oh. she stayed there and has seen an apparition there. So you have to, uh, if you haven't already, send us over the full story on, on Discord. Let us know what you saw. 
that is awesome. Yes, very, very good. Um, what were some of the other stories that we told here? Oh, the horse thieves. That's a that's a pretty interesting one. That was the one we kicked it off with, right? Where you have um, a group of Native Americans that came and, you know, quote unquote, stole a group of guys' horses. They were probably on their land, like trespassing on the Native Americans' land, right? Not supposed to be there at the time. The Native Americans take their horses and these guys chase them down to the water and they end up going over the falls. And ever since that day, there have been shadow people seen at these falls. And the one that's a little more interesting is the water turning blood red on occasion, which I would like to see pictures or video of because I couldn't find anything in particular on it. But if that's the case, I wonder if that's just something to do with the land around there mm, that causes like, like clay. Like clay yeah. in the stand that could make the water look red. That was what I was wondering as well. But the shadow people, could it be them? Yes. Or could it just be anything? wonder if it's just uh, some sort of, I mean, it could be a paranormal phenomenon. You hear about the things turning red every now and then. We heard it in the uh, East London there with the Jack the Ripper case. One of the ghosts turned one of the street corners red on the yep. anniversary of their death. So it's not the first time we've heard something like that happen. So maybe. Uh, yeah, so that, that's an interesting one. And then the Roosevelt Lodge was the other one with uh, Mr. Yancey, who sounded like a character from back in the day. This dude was a, you know, a gold, a gold rush guy. He also was a um, Civil War veteran, and he ended up going to Yellowstone. Mr. Yancey and- just sounds like he would sell snake oil, doesn't he? He does sound like he was selling yeah. snake oil. It's Mr. Yancey's magic potion. <laughs> the golden miracle cure. Yeah. <laughs> you got some ghosts? You can get rid of those. Um, so he builds this hotel and he becomes known as like Uncle Yancey, you know, which makes me think of Uncle from Red Dead Redemption 2. But this guy's a little bit more productive. He builds the hotel and people just like to go to the hotel with him because he would actually like tell these tall tales people were like enthralled with his stories he would show them where the fishing holes were that he would catch the most fish help people out like people had a blast like people love this guy unfortunately travels when he's 77 years old to go to the roosevelt um, arch dedication meets teddy roosevelt dies a few weeks later and they build like what a coincidence they build the roosevelt lodge close to where his hotel was and now he supposedly haunts that building by, and it sounds like up his character, right? He's like slamming like tin mugs on the wall, doing like really mischievous stuff around the place. But the one with the horses, with the with the the women, just sounds mean. Like it's just like it sounds like the meanest thing a, a ghost could do. Like they've just been riding all day, and as they're riding back, he just like unsaddles them as they're getting close to being done like come on bro that's a little bit of a dick move it's just an <laughs> incel ghost yeah <laughs> mad at all the women. <laughs> like like what I'm are we here doing, to inconvenience man? you because you won't kiss me <laughs> yeah it's basically uh, what it is right so taco violator with two dollars in super chat appreciate that 
Patrick said that he saw an article recently that said that they may have finally found out who Jack the Ripper was. Uh, I mean, if we could go back and count how many articles have said this since, you know, the late 1800s. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, let me know. Let me know who that one is pointing to. But Ulysses is right. It's H.H. Holmes. We don't have to, don't have to read these articles. Correct. Yeah, we, we figured it out. It was uh, Charles Cross. The most right. boring theory ever. It's not even boring. It's legit. Um, <laughs> all right. So where are you guys with national parks? Like, I know you guys like to camp a lot. I would like to camp more. I never end up getting out to do it for various reasons. But do you guys have any interest in going because i want to go to yellowstone i think yellowstone looks amazing absolutely you, i've never been you, to one but i would love to 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 go to one whether it's to do a paranormal investigation or just to go see one i mean you got to figure there's so much to do there and so much to see anyways yeah and probably too big to nail down a spot for a paranormal investigation i would think except for unless you go to like a haunted hotel i guess that's well, the tricky part now there's the haunted hotel and it almost feels like you could just be anywhere in the park because there's so much going on that I think you could almost try something anywhere in, in these parks and uh, do an investigation if you really, really wanted to. Mm. But I don't know if I want to camp in Yellowstone, man. Are you allowed to camp in Yellowstone? Do they have like camping yeah. areas? Oh, that'd be awesome. I would absolutely they, love to camp there. They do, but there was, like I said, there's been quite a bit of like bear maulings. Um, at Yellowstone. The other one is just people's stupidity. It's the bison that attack people. So people walk up to bison, right? Because they want a photo op. Yeah. And they'll walk up and they'll go to take their selfie. And as soon as they turn their back to them, they get gored and like just absolutely annihilated. Which Hang is, on. My wife says I'm good with camping over the super volcano. Kate, she can probably hear me. If the super volcano goes off, it doesn't matter whether you're in Yellowstone or here in Massachusetts. <laughs> we're all dead. <laughs> Might as well get it over with quicker. Right. <laughs> Might as well just get it done. Um, yeah, I, I would like to stay there. I don't know, man. I think I want to go to the hotel, though, just because A, that structure just looks amazing. That, like yeah. Yeah, I just want to stay in that hotel because of how cool that place looks, and I also don't want to be mauled by a bear, as the other no. thing. or a buffalo, or a buffalo. Yeah, I do want to watch Jesse dip his hand in the water, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, that is that is the thing I want to say. Yeah, that's something I learned. So now I know. <laughs> don't don't. You heard it here first. There's signs everywhere. Don't. Like, who are these people that are like, I'm still going to touch it? Like. <laughs> God, it looks it reminds, so bubbly and fizzy. Looks like fun. <laughs> it reminds me of like basic training. So we, when we were in basic training, we had to do a, like a, we we had to go do you know you have the day of throwing grenades and stuff, right? So you go and you throw a couple real live grenades. You do some fake grenades first, but they do one of those incendiary. Is that how you say incend incendiary incendiary grenades? And they like burn a car with it, like an old car. Mm. But as they set it off, they make you do an about face. And they're like, you can't turn around. You can't look at this because it will literally damage your eyes. Oh. Like, that's why you can't you, watch it. You got to do it, turn around, and then walk away in slow motion with the explosion behind you. Exactly. That's how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. That's actually so, what they're training you for, for action movies. So, but you know, 
as soon as we do the about face, as soon as they set the grenade off, of course, the guy next to me has to turn around and look at it. Right. There's always that one person. (laughs) Obviously the drill sergeants came over and destroyed them. But the point is there's always like one person and it doesn't matter how group, how big the group is. It could be five people or a thousand people. There's always one person that has to be like, I'm going to touch the water. I'm going to look at the thing that's going to make me blind. Right. Like it's just completely unbelievable with these people. I'm going to stare into the eclipse. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I know it's going to make me blind, but like I'm going to do it anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's yeah. always going to be one, yeah. but it could never be me. I, mean, I actually have been the person who stares into the eclipse. I was like, I bet I just, <laughs> I just squint. I just squint really tight. <laughs> I bet I'm stronger than the sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much. Um, that's pretty much it for Yellowstone, though, which was, again, as I was starting to research it, I was like, I don't know if this is going to be a good episode. And then as I was getting deeper into it, I'm like, there's just so many cool little stories here that I actually can't wait to cover this. So um, I'm glad I was able to do that. And Me too. What, I would li- what I'd like to do now, because we haven't been able to do it in a couple weeks, is... I want to read some reviews, if that's cool with everybody. I think it's good. We haven't done reviews in a week, in a couple of weeks, and they've been piling up. They have been piling up. So the first one is from Jesse from Mass, with an I, not an E. And it is titled The Best. This podcast not only has me in, not only has my interest because of the ghost stories, but the banter between the three main hosts cracks me up. Every time the episode about the hope diamond had me absolutely cackling with all Jesse's Titanic talk. I'm a fellow mass native. So hearing you guys talk about the Bridgewater triangle and other local places is always so exciting. Thank you guys for bringing the fun and bringing the fun to the dark and scary. Um, The next one is from BTC BK four. If you like ghost stories, this podcast is for you. And then it just says great podcast, which is fine. If, if you're, if you're not a writer and you just want to leave a couple words like that, that helps us out just as much. So thank you for that. Um, this one's from Yak Niehaus titled great podcast. The storytelling is amazing and the content is engaging. I really enjoy sitting back and listening to an episode of hometown ghost stories. The next one is from just add me, which is an interesting name because we don't know where you are. But it's titled A Podcast for Everyone. Great deep dives. Rob is someone I've been following for years in a different realm, and I've always enjoyed his stuff. So I'm assuming that is from the football side of things. Um, Just because this is the middle of our football year, if you are into football content, you can catch me over at a channel called Spike Week where we talk about football. I don't plug it too often, but if you're into football, it's a lot of fun over there as well. This one is from L30 Moya, titled Great Podcast. I spend all day on the road and was looking for a paranormal podcast to listen to. Found this one and was hooked with the first episode. Glad glad I found something good. Look forward to the new episode every week. This one is from Jmerd, titled Love This Podcast. Been a listener now for about a year and love the podcast. Each episode is well-researched and very informative. The banter between the guys is great. Poor Dave. Nah. I for 
I, for the first time, have now joined the YouTube Live and the Discord. And I'm also loving the community that surrounds this pod also. Our community is great. Jump in the Discord. Jump in a live chat. It's a lot, a blast. Everybody's great. Loved hearing something new on Arizona as it's home. As it's home that had nothing to do with Tombstone. So, obviously, we did cover Tombstone, but we got another Arizona episode up there. Another spooky Arizona place to check out would definitely be Jerome. Lots of ghosts and a sliding jail as the town is built on the side of a mountain. Any who keep up the anyway, keep up with the great work. Can't wait for the new episode every week. Um, next one is from Lance. Do you like spooky stuff? Then look no further. You enjoy creepy stories, horror movies, or puppies. We have lots of puppies on this show. There is something here for you. And I'm going to save the next two for next week just to have a couple more. Fair. Yes. Sounds good. Keep sending in those reviews. We love reading them. We love hearing from you guys. And it uh, it helps us move up in the uh, the charts, if you will. So Yes. Yes. Helps tremendously. Um, if you do join the Patreon, let's keep the names to... I don't know, 3,000 characters at this point. <laughs> what are you guys doing? You guys are I'm killing me. It. I'm enjoying it. You guys are killing me. I was putting <laughs> together the Patreon list today and uh, threw a little jab at a couple of you if you uh, caught that little Patreon screen because it is tough to put in Al Capone's poorly taxidermied ankle dinosaur mother's-in-law person or whatever it is, so um yeah that's fine that... we love you and thank you guys for being part of patreon i would read them all out but i am getting sicker and sicker as this ab- episode is going and i can't even talk so <laughs> i apologize to people who've been trying to uh yeah um, would you like me to read out the patreon members i got them in front uh, of me right here oh okay oh. yeah go ahead we'll let dave do it all right we have nick we have al capone's poorly taxidermied wife adam s Alicia E, Al Capone's poorly taxidermied corn dinosaur. All right, so what I'm not doing is reading these in the correct tiers. So I'm just going to go down the list. So you get are you making sure that they're the active ones? Do you have them filtered? Yes, properly? these are active. These are active. <laughs> Kath Q, Swanee, Elizabeth Young, 32 DRC, Nuthouse Queen, Huska, Huska, Sam from Nepal, Chris C, Peach Smoothie, the other Rachel B, Donnie N, Sarah C, Stitch Kitten, Irish Assassin. That's old. Maybe I don't have the right one, but we're going to do it anyways. No, he hasn't. He just hasn't updated his name. It's different, That's inspired. Uh, different name. Yeah, right. we just read it out. Yeah, it's inspired. Yeah. Joe R., Paul from St. Louis, Amby Rose, Ashley M., Al Capone, Scotty L., Janice G., Allison V., Marfire, Lily, Robert H., Huggy Bear, Brennan, the weather-observing nuclear physicist, Anna C., Solar Flare, Jeannie R., Mariah M., Mom and Pops W., Kiralee J., Rachel B., Anthony Character Limits Be Damned T, Matthew T, Cody Guard, Sydney B, Mark M, Papa Squatch, Lisa J, Mike Oubliette Blake, Oubliette. Brandon W, Soph, and Hooper. Did you go to and page two? Jake V, Steph A of the Church of Stephanie's, Captain McSlugs, and Sarah R. There you go. So and for as little as $3 a month, you too can be a Patreon member. Where? You can have exclusive access to certain channels on the Discord. You also, on certain tiers, can do a pre-show hangout where tonight we ranked Halloween candy. And did we fight about it? Yes, because uh, clearly we have some psychopaths that like 
candy corn, which is unreal to me, like that people like this candy. So that was a thing tonight. Candy corn is a good Halloween candy. It's not out of season. I mean, nobody buys it out of season. That's how you know it's not a good Halloween candy. If it, if you can't have it March twelfth, it's a staple. You don't for for psychos. It's only a good Halloween candy if you could have it March twelfth. And what is this arbitrary date you've set? What is March twelfth to you? Because if you want to, you know what? I'm going to buy you so much candy corn, gift it to you on March twelfth. Just year. on March twelfth. That's the official. <laughs> a, we buy Rob candy corn. I'm going to send you March a candy gram. The point is, I want candy corn any time of the year. So even though it's Halloween, I don't want it on Halloween either because it's garbage. So these are the speaking, discussions we have. Speaking of Halloween, hangouts. speaking of Halloween, October 20th, Second Wind Brewing in Plymouth, Massachusetts, we are having our 100th episode celebration. So join us there if you can make it. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, we're going to um, talk, tell some ghost stories there as well. Maybe have some exclusive T-shirts. Who knows? We're going to figure it all out, but it's going to be a blast. Have some drinks. Tell some stories. You get to go to Plymouth, Massachusetts. One of the oldest places in the world. I think the world was built around Plymouth, probably. You get to so, see Plymouth Rock. In the beginning, there was Plymouth Rock. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's basically how the world started. Right. So it's called the Plymouth Rock Theory. Yes. Look it up. Rock theory. <laughs> Read a book. Um, and if you, if you go there, you can also go to the cemetery that is close by, which is honestly one of the scariest cemeteries that is around yep a lot of the pilgrims are buried some there. people don't don't realize this but there are actually other rocks in plymouth too yeah so you look at more than just all rock. of them bigger theoretically all... you can take home your own plymouth rock you could true don't take home the plymouth rock they hate that <laughs> they, they don't like they absolutely that. hate that yeah how will yeah. we ever replace this <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yes, it's Burial Hill Cemetery, as Kate brings up in the chat. But yes. it's going to be a lot of fun. We got a lot of stuff lined up for the Halloween season. We're probably going to drop dead of exhaustion by November 13th or March 12th. Who knows? One of those dates. Thank you for tuning in. We will catch you next week where I don't know where we're going because we did not talk about this before the show, but it'll be somewhere spooky. We'll see you later. Peace.